0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteclinic.com
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
2: All righty, it is our number two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Stephen Jones has requested that we float the sked for him. He said, hey, I'm running 30 minutes behind. Can I join you then? We said, heck yeah, Stephen, you can get whatever the hell you want, okay? Uh, we we didn't tell that to Stephen, we told it to his uh, secretary. Um, but yeah, so Stephen's coming on here in 30 minutes. Coming up in 20 minutes... What Troy Aikman said about Dak Prescott, very interesting. We'll have to get Steve's thoughts on that. But right now, it's time for the NFL News of the Day. Here's your hosts, Wolchuk and follow
3: Thank you very much. Uh, the big breaking news here that has just come out is Sean McVay is returning to the Rams as Ian Rappaport, among others. I know Diana Rossini's been on this as well. But Ian Rappaport said Sean McVay intends to return as the team's coach after taking a few days to consider his future. Himself and Mike Garofolo and he is now sorting out his potential staff changes for 2023. Fellas, is this shocking to you? I'm a little bit surprised. I, I don't view
4: the Rams, and I know Walchuk, see. We don't see eye to eye on this. Uh, the Rams, to me, were like, that's not a good job. Like, uh, if it was going to be a head coach vacancy, I'd be like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh, want for the that future. Job.
3: Not good. But for next year, with McVay coming back, I don't think they're going to be terrible. Uh, and if they if they strike gold with some
4: health, especially on that offensive line and with Matthew Stafford, there's no question. Hey, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Sean McSett, like they, they can they could still do some things. But if I was a head coach, I wouldn't have wanted to be there. I don't screw that. When you look at when you look at some of the broadcast openings last year was the year to be the guy that bailed from the sideline and get into whatever studio or booth you wanted to. Seems like now when you look across each network. They're kind of not that they wouldn't have made room in some way for a guy like McVay, but um, but I am still surprised. I thought this was kind of he told his coaches like, "Hey, go take whatever job you need." I'm going to think about this. Sure,
5: yeah, he 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 probably did that in hoping that some of these guys that would go ahead and leave and he wouldn't have to fire. You know that maybe they have an opportunity to you know that they want to pursue another angle, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, and now he's having to come back. He's going to have to make some staff changes. You know, we'll see what happens with Raheem Morris. There's defensive coordinator. You know, that that's that that's going to be a situation that's kind of, you know, going to be interesting for sure. I the thing about it is when you talk about, you know, Brady is Brady still in play for that Fox gig? You think.
2: Hasn't he said he's, he doesn't really want it that much?
5: Well, see, that's what I'm saying. There's been reports about that. Well, could that have been where? Could that have been what McVay was considering? That maybe definitely that, could have been that Fox was like thinking, "Well, Brady ain't going to do this. He's going to play till he's 55."
3: Maybe they like what Burkhardt and Olson have done, though. They're thinking, I, I kind of like those dudes. We'll just rock with them until yeah. Brady makes up his mind. I'm,
2: I am I am surprised, but I will no longer be surprised when he pulls this next year. He's either some sort of a drama queen where he wants people to show him how much they want him to come back, or he's leveraging, I'll leave if you don't spend this money. But there's clearly a motivation for him to pretend like he's going to retire and then come back. Maybe he's really considering that he's done. Um but you've done this 2 years in a row now shame on me you know i'm not i'm yeah. i'm not, not going to be surprised again i'm just curious what he's trying to leverage sure. by scaring the rams into his retirement
5: well he's gotten everything he basically wants unless he doesn't agree with the way that that Les runs the personnel department. You know,
2: maybe they're saying, we need to go back and start drafting. We can't keep going for it. And Sean's like, fine, then I'm not coming back. If you want to keep the credit card, you got me. But I'm not coming back for a slow rebuild out of this. I know we got to go there eventually. And if you choose now, then I'm done. Right.
5: He's probably looking at his roster and saying, man, who is going to play? You know, I mean, they had a lot of injuries and stuff like that, but they're they're backups. I mean, they they get to go out and get Baker Mayfield to even be competitive. Yeah. They
2: need a good second and third day of the draft. They need to find some cheap veteran help. But they're still going to have the 8 to 10 stars that you need to right. make a run if, if they can build out the working class of the roster.
3: Yeah, they're top heavy. But if they can, if they can stay healthy, they still have a really good football team. Uh, but that, that'll that be the key for them. I
4: think it's just high high volatility with a team like that. Uh, absolutely. High ceiling, it was proven this extremely
3: year. low floor. No question. Cowboys injury report is out. Again, you had Tyler Biotish and Leighton Vanderesh Esch, full participants in practice. There you go. Trayvon Mullen, though, did not practice due to illness, and Tank and Tyron uh, were both limited in practice. Tyron Smith limited both days with a knee issue. I don't think that's anything necessarily serious, but... Worth noting yep. there moving forward. How about this? We, we talked about the Derek Carr news. Report is the Raiders are going to cut Derek Carr if he's not traded by February 15th. Anytime you see a story like this leaked. They're
5: they, owed money. He's owed a lot of money. That's and also, why the, yeah, they are trying to do this.
3: Also makes me wonder if they've kind of been out there and chatting with some people. And maybe the return for a Derek Carr isn't quite what they were hoping. Because the second you start to hear like a team's going to cut a player. If you're a team that wanted to trade for him, unless you just want to avoid a bidding war on the open market, it's like, why wouldn't I just wait for him to get cut?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're absolutely loaded like San Francisco, Derek Carr is not going to be a winning quarterback for you. You want somebody respectable while you're looking for your long term quarterback, right? Is that what Derek Carr is to you right now? Or is he a guy that you want to bring in and build around and, and and try to win a Super Bowl with here in a couple of years? I think he's below that line of someone I want to build around. I'm looking at him as just like a bridge, so I don't want to give up draft capital and then pay him twenty five million bucks a year. Yeah. You know, I'll just I'll draft a guy. Yeah, I'm exactly. not giving up a one for Derek Carr. Yeah,
4: he's a team that's like, hey, I just I'm, I'm really trying to just get in the playoffs. He's a guy that if you have enough talent, he can get you there. But bridge for sure, he's not like I'm not bringing Derek Carr and thinking, man. Okay, we this is our quarterback now for the next half decade. Let's go do something special. No, absolutely I'm not. No. Dear god,
3: no. Arizona, man, that more bad Kyler Murray news. Uh we had another veteran that said well, they might have absolutely created a monster with the Kyler Murray extension. Our buddy Mike Silver did a whole story on this and one of the quotes from the article, after quarterback Kyler Murray fought for and received a massive contract extension of his own last July, quote, it was like they created a monster, end quote, according to one Cardinals veteran he spoke to last Sunday. Once they paid, the veteran said Murray felt less compulsion to study his game plan or to fulfill the expectations of the franchise quarterback position that he had in the past, and the Cardinals collapse felt predictable.
2: Yeah, a lot of stuff went wrong with that Cardinals team this year. It's it's tough to put it on him, but... Um, you know, I, I, that's Kyler Murray's reputation now. And I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that wants to fight to get rid of that. I think he's going to be like, fine, if that's what you think of me, great. Still a good player. Uh, Sean Payton still likes him. But it was a really bad year in Arizona for a, a lot of reasons. And I think while he deserves his fair share of the blame, he, this is going to be a scapegoat.
5: Yeah, I, I think so, too. There's, It's, it's kind of like, you know, Michael Bidwell is just sitting there now and just kind of watching things burn around him. You know, but I mean, he, if he, he, you know, he can figure out it, you know, if they do, if they go get a Sean Payton, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, a Kyler Murray would, you know, would like be okay with. Here's a, here's a creative guy and all that. It got skins on the wall and, you know, would care about, you know, we'll see. Sean's a little bit different cat. We all know that, but maybe they they need to do something there. They need to get that, that thing, that thing righted quickly. If they can.
3: Cardinals have also requested to interview Brian Flores, former Dolphins head coach for their head coaching job. See, Brian Flores has an opportunity to get that Cardinals gig.
5: I'll tell you what, they've you know they they've gone now, they've gone Bruce Arians. Well, they went, they've kind of gone offense, defense, offense, defense, right? Is that how they're, they're kind of working right when they're talk, talking about Flores? You know, you get an offensive coach, and it's weird how that that dynamic kind of switches back and forth. Yeah,
2: you got to find a guy that Kyler Murray is totally gonna vibe with. That's you know, that's the whole deal. You got right three there. years on this contract. Go find a guy that he's tickled to be with. Go yeah. find a head coach that plays Call of Duty and can talk to him about the latest loadouts when he shows up. Like you got to get him engaged and excited and energized. Um, that's if a no not, nonsense guy. If not, you're just you're gonna be moving on from him in, in maybe yeah. two years. Sure.
3: Chiefs have also uh, had their offensive coordinator, Eric Biennemi, interview with the Colts. Mm-hmm. So the Colts have talked to Eric Enemy. We'll see how that happens. And this was a great story. So you had Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, put out there on Twitter leading up to the Bengals finale that, hey, if somebody, dear Bengals players, if you love me the way I love you guys, when you score tomorrow, someone has to flip a coin as their celebration and call tails. So Joe Mixon scores. What does he do? He pulls Call, out a coin. He flips sales, it. Yeah. He calls tails. Well, he got fined by the National Football League because the coin was a prop. Prop, so, yeah. Chad Johnson put out on Twitter today on my flight headed to Cincinnati, and that makes me happy. I have my checkbook so I can reimburse Joe Mixon on huh. whatever fine amount was handed down from the league office. I love Chad Johnson, man. He's the best. Just yeah. an
4: absolute stud. Makes a ton of sense. He's the guy that's always tipping like 1000 bucks on a $20 meal. Yeah. It's fantastic. He and he is. lives in the McDonald's drive-thru line and still looks unbelievable. Just
3: genetically different. You're about to smash some Mickey D's too, aren't you? I'm
4: thinking about it. Uh, it looks like Bobby Belt brought up a bunch of uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits from McDonald's today. And so this has been sitting out, well, since about 6 a.m., I would imagine. Ooh. So, But you know how McDonald's is, right? These things, like, if we came in here a year Shelf from life now, maybe if same. we open it up, it yeah. would look exactly the same. Yep. So I don't know. I'm I'm debating. We'll report
3: back. Okay, uh, I do think got it's any time. Orange to... juice in there? Ooh, is there? <laughs> no. Why do you need Soice a laxative?
4: No. You a little backed up right now. <laughs> that Brian, and a beach
3: towel. <laughs> I got good news for you here. I think it's time we put some respect on Brock Purdy's name. I'm going to give you some oh. historical marks for okay. Brock
5: Purdy. He's going to lay an egg this weekend. Watch
3: Brock Purdy awesome. NFL ranking since his first career start in Week 14. Team points per game first in the NFL. Passing touchdowns 11, tied for first in the NFL. Yards per attempt, first in the NFL with 8.9. Passer rating, 119. That's first. He leads that in the NFL. Highest passer rating in his first five career starts since 1950. Second all-time to just Kurt Warner, who, oh, he only led the Rams to the Super Bowl. And he's about to win the Dak Prescott Award. He might be. He might be. Highest team points per game in first five career starts since 1950. Brock Purdy, behind only Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Kurt Warner. This dude has been pretty freaking impressive. Been pretty impressive.
5: Yeah. I'm t- the trade. He's the a McCa- trade. Most- the McCaffrey trade was huge for that team. Oh,
3: the McCaffrey trade. They've been undefeated since the McCaffrey the trade.
5: Ma- the McCaffrey trade makes them a different team. I mean, they run the ball, but. To run the ball, throw the ball. But it, the way they use all their personnel, it, it's a dream. He's it's been a personal there. guy dream. There's no question. Play. There's yeah. no
3: question. But he's executed the offense. He's gotten the ball out on time. And he's been accurate. And we've seen with quarterbacks in the past, that
5: offense is not the easiest offense to run. We're about to play in a rainstorm, I think, coming up here. We've got bad field conditions coming up. Good thing the, they run it well. Yeah. It's it's going to be a squad hey, fest out there in a That's the the great East. Santa Clara, yeah.
4: That's beautiful. That that's one of the ones I'm most intrigued by because I'm just curious. How does this pretty situation go? Is he going to be pretty beat good Teflon? right now? Yeah. yeah. It's been really good, but then the playoffs happen, and do things change a little bit, or is he just kind of above that? that's just a huge question I'm really looking forward to. Yes, Raider
3: Joe texted in, and Raider Joe, if you had a good defense, maybe you'd have been able to beat Brock Purdy because he did throw some very interceptable balls in that football game. But I was blown away when I saw all those stats of just how darn impressive he's been Mm -hmm. throughout his first five career starts. No
4: question about it. He's been been very, very good, and uh, kudos to him and Kyle Shanahan, the Niners. They got some stuff rocking right now. But it's just playoffs with a rookie quarterback – Okay. You just you just wait for that Absolutely. moment. You, you wait for that moment.
5: Can you get anything for Trey Lance?
4: I think you could get something, but you're not getting a one. You are you are selling him at his lowest possible value.
5: If you feel like that Brock Purdy is your guy, now you don't you don't have an opportunity to do anything. You Garoppolo's gone, right? The way he restructures his contract, you can't trade him or anything like that, right? Right. Am I right? Okay. So to me, you're probably you might want to keep Trey Lance. I don't know. I don't know. That that seems like to me here you have this what second third overall pick at time you draft that mm-hmm. guy.
4: Yeah, well they traded up to yeah. to get
5: him. Trade at, at up number, to get,
4: you could yeah, go absolutely
2: two, crazy with him three. if you could ever get that going.
3: Um, you absolutely could. Yeah, it's off worth a, a,
2: major a shot. injury now. It has it has more value to you than it will on the market. For sure. You know, that's yeah. why no You
3: trade Brock Purdy then.
4: Maybe uh, I'm not I no, will. Oh, I'm keeping Brock Purdy. That yeah. dude might be your future. Unless, unless I got upside and stable. Unless Brady wants to come. If he wants to come home. Excuse me. You could have Brock Purdy for yeah. <laughs> okay.
5: Could you get more uh, for Brock Purdy right now than you could Trey Lance?
4: Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. yeah. Ooh, you okay. want that one, Brian, Because you're selling high on Purdy at the moment. You'd be selling just, way I'm, low on Lance. I'm just
5: asking. I'm
4: just No, to... all fair questions. <laughs> yeah. All fair questions. Uh, I am getting a lot of return on the fan text here that is saying I should go ahead and eat this McDonald's sausage oh, egg and you biscuit. Sick? You should uh, eat
3: it while we enjoy the RJ Choppy song.
4: Yeah, we're about to play the Choppy song. My wife texted me and said, Don't eat that boo boo I am watching. So she is watching right now on, oh, please, on YouTube. please, honey.
3: Please, can Eric eat uh, it? Please, please, please. And a
4: big hi to to Maya and Julesy, who I believe are watching right now hey, as Maya. well. Hey, Maya. excited seeing Wolchuk and Broaddus and Dawson. Hi. This is very cool. Hi, Maya. Hi, Julesy. But uh, for the moment, the, the greatest moment of the week right here, Sean and RJ this morning, written by RJ Choppy, performed by RJ Choppy, produced by Bobby Belt. Here it is, the Cowboys playoff Tampa Bay song.
6: Decks alright, number
0: four's alright with me.
7: Yeah
0: hey, 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 He can hey. swing it, he can fling it, they might catch it and yak it, or we can hand the ball to Zeke and let him run up inside it. They can bat it, they can pick it, or they outright go to miss it. And every time he throws it long, you know that Noah will miss it. He is number four D8. 4D AK 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 D AK Number 4 D A K one thing about us we're the saddest alive we haven't won a single thing with all these players alive we can't let brady have all day it's micah parsons time they better win this game or mike is on the firing line i'm like jerry you're so stupid they can't fire this guy so let's just pass it on their ass and wear them down on a drive tom's ex chick wants him to quit but then she didn't survive every snap we bring the pressure because that's what we applied pressure applied we're gonna beat you this time Whether it's Micah, Sack, and Brady Or it's Dak, Drop and time We can fling it, we can fling it They might catch it or yag it Or we can hand the ball to Zeke And let him run up inside it They can bat it, they can kick it Or they outright gonna miss it And every time he throws it long You know that no one's, no one's gonna miss it, it. He is number 4-D-A-K Number 4-D-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K D-A-K, number four. dak one take.
4: One take. <laughs> he's claiming. He's alleging one take. I don't know if I believe him, but that that's was his fantastic. best song ever, man. I, I think it might be. I think it might be. That goes down in the history books right there. Fantastic.
3: Is
2: that a sister, Bobby Belt? Yeah. There uh, sounded like there was some uh, a new like vein of talent coming through in in some of that uh, <laughs> the lyrics. Yeah. 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 The production, I um, guess. What do they
4: say about high tides bring
2: rise all ships? Raise were,
4: all ships, something, something like about that. that.
2: Well, thank you guys. That was some fun NFL news <laughs> and a song from Chopster. Uh, we are standing by for Stephen Jones, anticipating him at three thirty. What Troy said about Dak is next here in the G Bag Nation.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island.
7: podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
2: all right welcome back nation stephen jones set to join you here on the fan segments brought to you by the frankles if you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault call the frankles 214-333-3333 or go online to truckwreck.com that is truckwreck.com as steven jones joins us now here on the fan and uh good afternoon sir how are ya? Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? oh we're doing good i think you're breaking up just a little bit but this should be good have have we found okay. something uh, have, have we found something at cornerback that can be a solution here so far
9: yeah i think we feel real good about our corner situation obviously uh, the last couple of weeks we've been uh, looking at some different uh combinations but uh feel real good about the week of practice we're having We've Got great energy great uh, uh focus on the task at hand and feel good we'll uh have a, a, a great situation there, our cornerback situation as we move into uh the game
2: steven jones here with you on 105.3 the fan hey can out there at, at right tackle tyron now in his fourth game can he take it up a notch out there at right tackle and and do you expect that at this point Yeah, I, th- I think we're. Uh, yeah. We you, he can hear us really good. We just can't hear him. So maybe we will uh, ring him back here uh, and and get Stephen Jones. I, I'm I'm interested to know what the solution is going to be at left corner. Yeah, is it Rhodes that's come in and, and impressed them?
5: I think that's it. They've thrown a lot at this cornerback spot to try and kind of make it work. And so yeah, Rhodes a veteran guy that you know. I mean, you got to like his length, the toughness. You know, there's some things about him. Is the speed still there as a player, you know? But, yeah, I mean, here's a guy that, you know, he's been through the wars. And, you know, in, in playoff time, coaches like guys that they can, they can put out there and they can feel confident with.
2: He was never fast to begin with, was he?
5: He was, he was, yeah, it was never one of those things. It was more of a guy that was like when you played him in the press man stuff, how physical that he was. You know, huh. he was a good tackler and all that. So, yeah, it, it uh, wasn't the quickest guy. But man, the toughness was always there.
2: And with Tyron Smith, you know, at right tackle, game two of three was the best one he's played. Right? Yeah. Do you, do you like his matchup in this game? That he could he could have have some more success and get the run game going.
5: Yeah, that's the thing about it is if you ask me, we were talking about guys that could potentially, uh, you know, if you want to have big games, you were, I mentioned the the defensive players with Van der Esch and those guys it was, you know, on the offensive side, who would you want to have that big game? To me, I'd love to see the Hall of Fame Tyron Smith get back out there and play. You know, yeah, you know, that, that would center. be a, that, a that, that, that would be something you'd like And to he see. even,
3: you know, spoke about it, that he's struggling a little bit on yeah. that right side. Yeah. All righty,
2: so, you know, maybe Stephen can join us a little bit later on, or, or maybe he'll give us a call back here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, whatever the case, we always look forward to whenever we can chat with uh, Stephen Jones here on a Football Friday. Uh, 903 says, take the AirPods off. Is that an issue with the connection sometimes? The people struggling with those AirPods? We had it with him before. Maybe you want a Samsung product? Yeah, we had yeah. it
5: before. Remember, <laughs> yeah. remember, he had the AirPods on before and yeah. then he disconnected oh, them. Right. And, that's a good uh, callback. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, the betting trends here in Cowboys Buccaneers that you need to know. And then I think we're going to get into what Troy said about Dak here. Cowboys are two and a half point favorites. Uh, the money's coming in on Tampa at about 56%. Tampa league worst 4-12-1 against the spread this season. People continuing to bet on them, thinking they're going to be good, but they're worse than what the public has believed them to me. It is the second worst regular season against the spread mark of any playoff team in the Super Bowl era. How about that for some chicken soup for your soul? Okay. Hello.
3: Uh, uh, that's exciting.
2: However good you think Tampa is, they they have well underperformed Boom. expectations throughout the year.
3: Yeah, right? They're not very good.
2: Uh, this, F- is, this is awesome. We yeah. got this. Huh? We're going to go in yeah. there and
3: kick their ass.
2: The, the stat I mentioned to Chief earlier, the FPI, which is ESPN Simulation Computer, Football Power Index or whatever, has the Cowboys winning 70% of the time hmm. by an average of six and a
4: half points. You like that, don't you? I love that, that man. That's uh, that's really encouraging. I need all this positivity I can get right here because Brady just has me shaking in my boots right now. Home playoff, Brady as a dog. It's just it, it's it's really really a nightmare for me.
5: The Cowboys are the better team. That computer one on one against Vita Vea ought to be really good. <laughs> that that's a good matchup. I'm looking forward to.
4: Well, that that computer <laughs> is that
5: computer one on one. The computer, of the, of the computer a trash a, can full of dirt. Okay, the computer having to cover your your receivers yeah. over there. I'm, so, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't know. If the well, Cowboys
4: play their best I, game, they 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 win this game and they win it relatively they win it by comfortably. Double DJs. Yeah, the computer the computer's good for
2: taking out bias and what you think, especially when it comes to all time greats who might have lost it.
7: Well,
5: let me ask you guys this. Which Cowboy team do you think you're going to get? The one that played at Minnesota or the one that played against the Commanders?
4: That's the problem. I think you're getting something closer to Commanders
3: than Minnesota. Oh, I don't
4: That's think where there's I'm at.
3: any way you get what showed up against the Commanders. They, they've they never done that where they put up back-to-back stinkers. If you honestly think you're going to get what showed up against the Commanders, you don't watch this football team consistently.
2: Well, I would, cha- I would challenge you right back on that, Zach. Because this team is really good against the NFL at large, we're mm-hmm. going to win seventy
3: percent of the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thirty percent of those games are against very physical teams on grass. Name me one time when they've put up back-to-back stinkers that was that bad. I don't know. Their, their schedule's been right, crap because it hasn't. How often happened. do they have back-to-back difficult games? It just hasn't happened. Well, that yeah. wasn't a difficult game, right? Now you're in the playoffs. Could happen. So now you should play up to your competition. You shouldn't play down to your competition. This is the postseason. It's win or go home. So you think well, it's
4: more likely that they win forty to three?
3: No, I don't think I don't think it's more likely that they, it's the team in Minnesota that shows up. I just don't think that there's any way they play as badly as they did I agree. against Washington. I, I think if you're expecting a Washington dud laying egg, then you're a fool. I, I don't think I it's going to be that bad. I think that they are going to show up and play well, but that still might end up being an L at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not
2: going to be that bad, but like I would set the line at we're struggling to get to third and manageable were struggling to get to double-digit points at halftime. And that's the kind of game that that, that I expect. Zach, you thought they were going to blow out multiple teams and have been off all year, says the nine four zero. 4 0 Who? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, with your... Pr- support that
4: with facts. Oh, Wolchuk was actually betting, uh, yeah. uh, picking against I mean, the Cowboys I picked them to
3: beat. I mean, I didn't think they were going to beat the Packers. I was one of yeah. the few that was saying that, that I was nervous about that game.
4: Yeah,
2: and Wolchuk was picking against the Cowboys, I think, for a lot of the year anyway, to be wrong, right? You were doing In a kind of yeah, was,
4: yeah,
3: yeah a reverse psychology.
4: Because you, there. you
2: you had been wrong right like yeah. the first five weeks of the season, something like that. But to be honest, these betting numbers are so staggering; the data is so good, it really makes me want to reconsider how sure I am that Tampa is going to win.
5: You are the uh, authority on Vegas lines, and not you, me. You,
2: you're the you, bet QL guys here. Yeah,
5: but and everybody here, I'm not I mean, not me so much. I, I sit there. I mean, to me, I look at this and I go. This is where Gavin Dawson would say Vegas is making a mistake. Yeah, you don't feel that way, do you?
2: Um, I well, I don't think Vegas is making a mistake because of the regular season records. Sure, they're they're sort of getting the Cowboys, um, you know, fans to I think bet on them, thinking sure. this number is low. You know, because sure. we're so much better than Tampa. Right. So, I, I, I you know, I, I think the number is more about getting action than what they really think the final score is going to be. But to that point, the computer simulations, which Vegas sure. use no, a lot, no, no, that's are what I'm, heavily favoring yeah, no, the Cowboys no, no, that's right what I'm asking.
5: now. So, and I think yesterday you said that you feel better about Cowboys beating Tampa than you did San Francisco last year at this time?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, See, I felt yeah.
5: like, like that last year was a pretty even game. I just felt like you had the better quarterback. Me that, too. That, Yeah, that, that was the only thing I that picked, I felt. That's why I picked the Cowboys. And now yeah. it's
4: the opposite. Now yeah. it's like, I know you got the better team, but it's Brady.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the the key component here is the physicality of the opposing teams, how much they can get in Dak's face and how much they can slow down your run game. The Cowboys haven't been able to counter that for two years. I don't know why that would, why, why that would start happening. Okay, we do have three facts, though, here. That are pretty tough to get past. If you believe in the Cowboys, what do you say about this one? Cowboys 0 7 versus Tom. They've lost to the Bucs to open the season each of the past two years, and the Cowboys have lost eight straight playoff games on the road. Yeah. I mean, that that is a lot of momentum. They say never bet against a streak. This is three streaks. Pretty good, pretty good three streaks right there. So I, I love to, a good streak. To me, the the thing is, the the, 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 the opium is you pressure Tom Brady, and the Cowboys did rank second in both pass rush win rate and sack rate, and they finished first in pressure percentage. The Buccaneers ranked twenty fourth in block win rate this season, at just fifty five percent. Their blocks against pass rush are a coin flip. Um, but, uh, uh, Tom Brady still managed to get sacked the absolute least in the NFL, uh, this season. Okay. Uh, I've been teasing this Troy Aikman thing. I got, I got to get to this cause he went on his weekly radio show, you know, as he's apt to do. Oh, what did he say about Dak? Is he good? I see a quarterback who's not playing with a great deal of confidence. And I think that would be a bit of concern going into this game. Can he get that back? I think the key to it will be, how does he start the game? Uh, He said last week the game never slowed down for Dak, and that was a surprise to him. He said he always had faith, no matter how the first quarter went in big games, that the game would eventually slow down. Maybe we can get an opportunity to touch on this one a little bit later on, because Stephen Jones is now back with you here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, Stephen. How the heck are you?
9: I'm a lot better. Hopefully I you can hear me better.
2: Yes, sir. Oh, we we got you. Um, you know, we, okay, so I was wondering, you know, specifically who is it at that other corner spot? Did did Rhodes make a big impact on the coaches here uh, this week that gives you confidence?
9: Yeah, that's, uh, uh, you know, obviously that's a little competitive right now as we head into the weekend, but we've got uh, guys that, uh, you know, we feel good about out there. And uh, obviously we brought Rhodes in here He's played in big games and, uh, you know, along with our other guys. And some uh, at the end of the day, some game planning we're going to do that uh, we think will be just fine.
3: How are you feeling about that offensive line with Biotish getting back for this game and in the play of Tyron Smith over there on the right side?
9: Well, I think it's huge that we're getting uh, Biotish back. Uh, you know, he's the kind of the quarterback. He kind of heads up, uh, you know, making the calls there at the center position. And then uh, I, I do think uh, Tyron's just going to continue to play better. Uh, in terms of uh, manning that right tackle spot and uh, just feel good that, uh, you know, we really are having a, a, a really good week of practice. I think everybody's uh, focused on the task at hand. Uh, you know, we put everything in the rear view mirror and the energy levels are really good. Uh, the competitive levels are really good. And uh, we all know we got a big challenge here in front of us. There's nothing like playoff football uh, in terms of uh, knowing that you better be playing at your best. And, uh, you know, just feel like, uh, you know, through uh, practice today that uh, we're getting the things done that we need to get done to have success.
4: Now that it's do-or-die time, would you like to see Dak run the ball a little bit more?
9: Well, I, I think Dak uh, knows when it's time for him to run and, uh, you know, when it's time for him to uh, uh, take a slide. Uh, he's a, a savvy guy. He's he's good at what he does and, uh, you know, feels really good about uh, – where he is right now and uh, feel good about our situation.
2: Uh, uh, Steven, uh, uh, Troy Aikman had said it looked to him like Dak was not playing with confidence against Washington. Would you you agree with that, and and is that a concern to you?
9: Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's lack of confidence. I I just think we didn't execute, and uh, that's the bottom line. And uh, uh, I think Dak, I've never seen Dak not have confidence. Uh, He's a guy who feels good. Uh, about uh, his game and, uh, you know, feels good about the task at hand. And, uh, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily, uh, of course, Troy knows a lot more in his little finger about quarterbacks uh, than I do. But uh, uh, at the same time, I I just feel Dak's one of those guys uh, who's always uh, confident uh, in in what he's doing and what he needs to get done. And I feel like this week's no different uh, than in the past. And uh, certainly – you know, since he's come back from his inner, uh, from his injury, uh, he's playing at one of the highest levels. Uh, you know, in the NFL before the Washington game, so feel very comfortable with where he is and uh, what he's going to do for us.
5: Steven, you've been in the league since nineteen eighty nine. Where do you have Tom Brady on your all time list as ranked quarterbacks?
9: Uh, I mean, how you don't have him one, one, and one, and one, and one, and one, and one? I, I don't know. I mean. What else do you need to do? I mean, his skins on the wall are there. Uh, The rings are there. Uh, His, uh, you know, his success, his execution, uh, being in the big games, uh, you know, he's won a lot of them. He's gotten his team there to even more. And, uh, you know, the guy's, uh, you know, the GOAT. I mean, he is the greatest of all time. Uh, We certainly have a challenge. We know he'll be uh, playing at his highest level uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what he's Uh, able to do in terms of his preparation and uh, doing what he needs to do uh, uh, to lead his team. So uh, we've got a huge challenge in front of us, and uh, certainly we're going to be playing probably the best ever to play the game.
5: Does it make you sick to know he's standing on that other (laughs) sideline?
9: Well, uh, you know, we've got to go play somebody, and there's a lot of great uh, uh, players, a lot of great teams. We're not just playing Tom Brady. We're playing the Buccaneers uh certainly he has big influence on his team but uh uh you know there's a lot of uh you know a lot of great football teams in these playoffs here and it's uh, uh certainly this is what our focus is is uh, playing the buccaneers playing tom brady nothing but the utmost respect uh for what what he's done what he's accomplished and knowing that he will have his uh himself prepared and his team prepared to uh give us everything and more in terms of uh what we want
3: Steven, uh, mission number one is the task at hand, beat Tampa Bay and then worry about the next round. But I was wondering your thoughts on the Monday night super wild card weekend game and potentially that being a competitive disadvantage for that team having to play in the divisional round with a day of less preparation, where in the postseason maybe you want more of an even playing field, try and keep everything fair.
9: Hey, we just have to... uh... Uh, you know, we have to tackle what's in front of us. Right now, we've got the Buccaneers in front of us on Monday night. Uh, that's all we're focused on. And uh, you know, once uh, if we can uh, go take care of business, then then great. We'll we'll worry about what's next then. But right now, our 110% focus is on playing the Buccaneers uh, in Tampa Bay on Monday night. That's all we can focus on.
2: That's terrific. And, and Steven, thanks for calling back in, man. It was great to catch up with you and, and give him hell down there. We'll be pulling for you.
9: Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a great weekend.
2: You too. Yes, sir. Steven Jones with you on 105.3. The fan said it's competitive at left corner, so didn't reveal who it's going to be. But really, to me, the interesting part was the end of that answer where he said they're going to do some things schematically to minimize the damage. They're going to give that corner more help than we've seen down the stretch. And they're going to tempt Tampa to beat them five yards at a time in the run game, and that's that's what we're going to get, right?
5: I kind of feel like that it's going to see whoever you want digs to take. That's one on one, and now it's going to be shade hooker to the side of the other one. They're going to try and bracket whoever else they think. So yeah, yeah they, it's it, it's going to be about listen, you know, can can we hold up in the running game with Van Der Esch and w- you know with uh, with your big tackle there? That's what they're going to try and do if they can, you know. Tampa doesn't run the ball. I think Tampa is going to try and run the ball. I I, I don't know why they wouldn't, but that's you know, I, I that 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 safety's gonna shade the opposite way of your corner. All right, maybe we can talk
2: about other takeaways. When we return, Bobby Belt's going to jump in here with you, our Cowboys Insider on 105.3 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter
0: all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
7: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
0: Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai
2: righty, thank you, Lucius. It is the G Bag Nation. Thanks to Stephen Jones, who just joined us. It is time now to catch up with our Cowboys Insider, Bobby Belt, get his thoughts here on a Football Friday as we head into Wild Card Weekend. And a good afternoon, Bobby. How the heck are you doing?
6: I'm wonderful. How are you, fine, gentlemen?
2: It's great. It, it sounds like you guys were having a blast this morning. I did get to listen to, to quite a bit of it. But this RJ Choppy song is uh, is pretty fantastic. And the text is reacting to it. Social. A mom actually texted me and, and said uh, one of the kids on the soccer team is is now uh, bumping around the house singing the D, uh <laughs> part. So you yeah, got a hit on no,
6: your hands he, uh, down there he, i mean i mean choppy knocked it out of the park he uh he said he spent several weeks working on it uh i don't know if that's just uh stretching the truth a little bit to make it sound like more of a masterpiece than than it is it's great uh but i think he i think he claimed this morning he spent six weeks on the song which seems like a little bit of an exaggeration he's never um, spent six like, weeks
2: on anything in his life
6: <laughs> no 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 Maybe no no no, but he, uh, yeah, I mean, Chop nailed it. Uh, and I think we're going to play it again on Monday a few times uh, just because we've been getting such high demand for it.
2: It's very catchy. Uh, Bobby Belt, Cowboys Insider here on 105 Through the Fan. Talking with Stephen Jones, you know, he's pretty confident they have a solution at corner. Would you be? <laughs>
6: No, I mean, not not at this point. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have a solution at corner, but I I don't feel confident in it, and there, I don't believe that they could feel that confident in it. If they were that confident in it, they wouldn't, you know, keep throwing random street free agents at the problem and seeing if it'll work. And so, you know, they may have have a sense of this is our most stable rotation, and this is the the best of a worst-case scenario, but I, I don't see how they could say with any sort of real confidence that, hey, we're prepared and, and we have confidence that this is going to work out. Everything, I think, at this point is a hope and a prayer.
4: Do you get the vibe at the Star that they're looking at last week's uh, D.C. disaster as a bit of a blessing in disguise? Uh,
6: no, I, I, I don't know that they look at it that way. Um, I think they view it as – Hey, we're focused this week. It was, it was nice to get that sour taste in our mouth, but I mean, I think I don't think you want to back into the playoffs. Like Michael Farson said that uh, after the game the other day, said it in front of the media yesterday. Like you don't want to just be playing poorly, like going into the playoffs. So as much as it may have been a, a wake up call or whatever else, I, I don't think that's anything they would have said. as, hey, yeah, I'm well, sure we'll we'll take this. I think they'd much rather would have had an ugly victory or just a, a, a straight positive performance um but you know they'll they'll try and make lemonade out of their lemons um and there were a lot of them after their performance in DC cuz I mean that's you don't want to bookend the season with your two worst performances like you don't want to open the season terribly and end it terribly like it's just it, it's a bad display and now you're going to have to go up there against that team that you struggled so much against in week 1
3: do you think we'll see uh, more TY Hilton this week
6: um I mean, I don't know. I think we're seeing about what his impact level will be, or not his impact level. I think we're seeing about what his workload will be. Yeah, if there's, you know, an opportunity to use him a little bit more, or take shots down the field, I think they will. But I think it's probably going to look pretty similar, um, maybe a little bit more to what you saw, what he was doing against Washington, and then those sorts of opportunities that he got. Um But, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think they're going to have to, you know, make plays in the passing game. So T.Y. Hilton's going to have to be a part of that. Um, It's wild that I think a month ago when he signed, a lot of us were just saying, hey, whatever you can get out of him, that's great. And now you're standing here and going, well, we're into the playoffs and we probably need some level of contribution there. We can't just, you know, it's not all just icing on the cake with T.Y. Hilton at this point. You need something out of him. Uh, and that's because of the struggles you've had with Michael Gallup and you know some of the recent struggles you've had with Noah Brown and and you know, Dak and his own problems turning the ball over. You're gonna need guys to step up and make plays and T. Y. Hilton's part of that.
5: Bobby, I asked the guys this question. Are the Cowboys the team that played Minnesota or the team that played the Commanders?
6: They are the team that played the Jaguars, I think. That's who they are. Okay. And they lost that game, but I think that it's one of those things where they're, they they've got a chance to. That that's more of who I think they are—a team that can be up two touchdowns and look dominant at times, and then also within the same game, uh, you know, completely flounder it away. Um, I, if you're, I, I think they are closer probably to the team that that beat Minnesota um, than the one that just looked absolutely awful. Again, stay skeleton crew in Washington, um, but I, I I still think that the while they're closer to the Minnesota one, I don't think that's them like week in and week out. I think I think the team you're more looking at is like the one that played you know Philadelphia and Jacksonville in in those back to back weeks. That to me is more a. A snapshot of who the Cowboys are at this point.
2: Bobby, Evan Grant wrote today about a Gen Z and they've never seen the Cowboys win, but they're still super passionate just as much as their dads and their granddads and all that. Will it make another generation? Do you do you think this this continues or do they need to get some some more success in the postseason soon? Uh
6: that's Evan wrote that? Yeah, Evan, Evan Grant was, wrote. Evan it. Was writing about the, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, you hate him you too, know, Bobby? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a problem with them. Evans just—he's he's Mr. Ranger. I'm just surprised that was Evans' topic. Um, I no, I, I think the Cowboys brand, as long as Jerry is is, is running the ship and uh, you know keeping them at the forefront, it'll it'll probably always be that way. Now, can they have this these same sort of struggles and these troubles if? if you know in the days when jerry eventually is is not running this anymore uh that's probably the time where you're going to need more success but i mean as long as there is is as upfront with their brand and and people are immersed in them like they are and and i think that will continue to get passed down as a generational love um then no i i i don't know that it necessarily impacts their fan base very much you getting turned in tampa or what No, no, I don't think so. We've got a tight turnaround Tuesday morning. Like, we'll land back here in the early hours Tuesday. I'll need to go to sleep for like an hour and a half and then probably come in uh, for the morning show. And so I think I'm going to try and stack up as much sleep as I can Sunday and Monday uh, in between the games just to bang some of that.
2: Love it, Bob. Anything else we'll let you go?
6: Just that I love you all
2: bang away buddy there he goes bobby Bell. into the weekend into the wild card weekend on 105 through the fan two hours down three to go here and coming up next an old friend of brian and a reporter now working in tampa formerly DallasCowboys.com, brianna dix joins you to tell you everything you need to know about tampa how's their injury situation clarifying as we get late in the week she'll tell us about that and more coming up next
1: it's the gbag nation here on the fan how powerful is cox internet